All right. Now we're now, live. Now we are live. All right. Um, Leo team, you'll just have to cut out the first minute or two of the recording. Yeah. We are live on January 31st as we come to a close of the first month of 2023. And Cal is still not wearing any Leo finance swag. <laughs> yeah. I uh, vote for the cat. You know, he rocks I swag. always, yeah, the cat always has swag. I, uh, I've talked about it a few times, but I, I need to get more swag. Like I need, I need more quantity. Uh, I only have like two or three things. So, you know, if I wear them, obviously they, they're dirty and then I don't, I don't have them. So got to get, he's never more. get dirty. <laughs> true. True. So yeah, I'm going to get some more. And then, uh, I want to get some other swag to like, you know, different color shirts and stuff. So it's not just always like the same black you know, black with the logo. Like, I feel like there's some just, other cool stuff we could do. Just order up a hoodie in four different colors and you're good. Yep. And then, fact, uh, I think I still have that website where you can just get like just oh, really? t-shirts. I'll tell you what, honestly, I might order t-shirts with even just like nothing on them because I don't know what t-shirts this company uses, but I love them. Like they fit really? good. Like they actually like in my arms, like it's not like all loose and shit, but at the same time, the shirt fits me. Cause usually if I get a shirt that fits me in the arms, it's like too short. Um, yeah. This is like, this t-shirt is money. Like I don't even, it was, uh, what was it through bonfire? I think it is, but I created like a Leo finance profile on that. So like I can basically buy stuff with the Leo finance logos. Yeah. I may, I may try that out. I want to order. I was, I think I said this on the last day of May, but. I want to order like a, like a huge box of merch, just put it yeah. in my trunk. Cause I'm always like going around talking to people about Leo and stuff. And, um, and uh, you know, I wish I could just have some merch that I could hand out. I want to put a QR code on them too. Oh yeah. Definitely got a QR code. Yeah. Gotta, gotta come up with something to put somewhere like join, create, earn maybe in like the bottom corner of the shirt or something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can do the QR code and then under that put something like that. <clears throat> yeah. Create and earn or, you know, um, own your content, you know. Join, and create, to... get teased. That's a good one. I like that there one. There you go. Could definitely bring the uh, the only Leo fans in. Join, create, get teased. Actually, that'll just work because people like what be like, what the fuck? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> does that mean? No one knows what it means. But it gets the people <laughs> it's going. Provocative. It's provocative. <laughs> That's even better. There you go. We should do one of those. <laughs> Leo Finance. Yeah. And then, what's that mean? <laughs> uh, no one knows what it means, but it's provocative. And then QR code. <laughs> they don't know what it means, but they know what it means. I like that. There you go. But they know what it means. I like I like, yeah, it's fun. Underneath Leo Finance, just put it's provocative with a QR code. <laughs> yeah. I mean, gets the, people, gets would, the people, people would scan it. Oh yeah. People would scan it. I might, I'm, I, f I want that shirt now. I think I'm going to have one that just says Leo finance has a QR code and underneath it, it's, it just says it gets the people going. <laughs> people it's are going to want to know what, what it gets, what gets the people going. I'm not, I'm not in on this. I got what I got to see yeah. what it is. Got to create yeah. the FOMO. They got to feel left out. Right. I will do this after the new, new UI. 
like that. Because, you know, um, people will go to it and be like, what? It's Twitter. But wait, hold on. What are these little money? It said it's showing money. What is going on? Money. Yeah. How do I get money from my hearts? Free money. Free money. Hearts and likes equals crypto. Free That's actually another. Money. There's another tagline. Hearts and likes equals crypto. Or, crypt, or crypto, you know, equals crypto earnings. That actual one. Yeah, I like that one too. I got so many t-shirts now I want. Yeah, I got to step up my swag game. So speaking of the new UI, we, uh, we are getting closer and closer to launch. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of what we're doing right now is, you know, some of us are testing, you know, some of the features, making sure they're ready before we start letting everyone use it. Uh, just kind of getting like those big bugs out of the way. Surprisingly though, there's actually been very few, uh, bugs on the new UI. Um, this is just because, you know, obviously we built UIs before and uh, we're taking we're, we're taking like this from scratch, you know, slow, slow development, but really quality, you know, we're going for slow and quality rather than, you know, fast and shitty. Um, so, you know, we've been building out kind of like these super, uh, super uh, strong, like bricks in the uh, in the foundation of this UI. So things are super fast. They're, you know, a surprisingly large lack of bugs, uh, which is nice, makes the development faster. Um, and, you know, the UI just, it, it looks amazing and it feels amazing when you're using it. So what we're working on right now, and we actually just pushed it for, for people to test, obviously in closed alpha, um, is the long form content part of the UI. So up until now, we've only had the threads part of the UI done. And then we had a little bit of long form, like there were some some feeds and stuff that we were playing around with, but uh, we just added like the full set of long form, uh, which is like the feeds um, and the actual like post uh, view. So I've shared some teasers of it, obviously, as, as I always like to do. Um, but it, it it's actually really, it's really cool. And it, it really changes the, you know, it changes the look of Leo Finance a lot. Like it, I mean, it looks nothing like the current UI. So here's a little teaser. Um, and something that's really cool is when you hover over, uh, a username, it will actually update that right-hand side with their author profile, which I think is kind of cool. Um, and it wasn't actually, it wasn't actually intentional. Um, but it was something that just kind of happened basically. Um, that's cool. So here, let me get you an example. So like I'm hovering over. You can kind of see it in the screenshot. I'm still on that same Taskmaster post that I just shared a screenshot of, but now I'm hovering over a free compliments account. And then as soon as you, and it's super fast too when it does it, as soon as you hover over another account, it loads their account on the right-hand side. So it shows you, um, you know, their, their latest five posts, uh, their most recent five posts. It shows you like their description of their account, how many followers they have, um, and then you can follow them or mute them, um, right there on the UI. So it, it was kind of like this unintended effect of building out the, uh, the new post UI, but it, it looks really cool and it's, it's pretty functional. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of that. 
the whole long form UI too is just really smooth. Um, it's kind of, you know, I, what, one thing I really like about the new UI is having like this, this like centered view with like the menus on the side is, is really user friendly. It's like, it makes it, it makes switching between content and pages like a lot easier, which I think is extremely important uh, because we're having, you know, short form and long form obviously mixed in on this UI. So, you know, having those things mixed in means that you need to have a really good user experience to flip flop uh, from long form and short form. So new UI does that really well. Um, and then obviously, you know, notifications makes that super easy when you're engaging with people. Um, so that's kind of where we're at. We're, we're doing a lot of stuff with the long form content. Uh, I'd say the last thing that we're going to do before we go from closed alpha to open alpha is going to be the um, uh, updating the explore page. So, uh, you know, right now we've got kind of like a bare bones explore page. I'll share what it looks like. Um, so th this is just kind of like a placeholder explore page. Uh, and we've got the, the design is, is, uh, is being implemented right now. So I'm, uh, I'm hopeful that we'll have that ready by, you know, hopefully by the end of this week, but we'll have to see. And then obviously we'll have to do a little bit of testing as well. But, um, you know, once we have the explore page, I think, I think rolled out, I think that's the time when we're going to do closed alpha. That was always the original plan. It just took a lot longer than expected. Um, here's dark mode for you. You did. Mm. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so, you know, getting, getting from closed alpha to open alpha is going to be a big moment. I think once people start using the, the UI and seeing exactly how it works and, uh, all that stuff, they're going to be, they're going to be excited. Um, but just kind of like my, my disclaimer for closed alpha is that we've built all the core features, right. And we're building, you know, core feature by core feature. We're, we're just knocking down. We've got a huge, you know, checklist of things that we're doing and we're basically just knocking off items on that checklist. And the things that are on that checklist are ranked in order of like core feature set. So obviously we did like the whole threads UI was, was first, right. And, uh, you know, that entailed doing a lot of different things, like, um, you know, not just the actual threads UI themselves, but, uh, but actually adding like upvoting and replying and, you know, image uploading and, and stuff like that. So, you know, adding all those things in like a checklist format was, uh, was key. So the threads UI is pretty much fully complete at this point. Uh, there's like a few smaller items that we've kind of like shoved down the checklist a little bit to give priority to some other stuff so we can get to closed alpha faster. Uh, so stuff like nested replies uh, probably aren't going to be in closed alpha right away, um, but they'll be, you know, obviously added uh, as we kind of progress through closed alpha and people get to test everything. Um, but like those, those main core features, like your profile page, your notifications page, the homepage for threads, tags for threads, uploading images to threads, um, replying to threads, uh, comments on the, on the long form side, uh, you know, long form posts themselves, which is what we just added this week. Um, stuff like that, like those, those big core features are what we're focused on right now. But my disclaimer for when closed alpha hits is that you're going to be missing a lot of other features that we're going to start rolling in, uh, as closed alpha progresses, which will be things like, you know, your wallet UI, um, 
you know, like the curated feed, community pages, um, what else? Bookmarks, um, shortcuts, which is like a new feature. Um, so stuff like that is, and then a, a big one is going to be the uh, Leo Infra integrations. Uh, those won't be right at closed alpha. Obviously, since it's an alpha UI, we don't really need all the onboarding integrations right away. We're going to add those before the UI uh, replaces the production UI. Um, and we have some cool stuff uh, planned for the onboarding experience to make it better. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the general that's the general breakdown of things. Like the the core features are going to be there, but there's definitely some stuff that won't be there right when closed alpha hits, and that stuff's going to get rolled out. So, uh, but the goal the goal is right now to get like those big core features in place so that all of you guys can start using the UI and then helping us bug test, and then um, you know we'll we'll every week we'll roll in a new feature and then you guys can try it, get it all polished, and then move it to production. And then once it's in production, um, you know, a nomad soul has been working on some really cool ideas for marketing. Um, so that's that's the uh, that's the plan for 2023. Roll out this UI in the next you know month, hopefully, uh, and uh, get you guys get you guys testing it right away, and then quickly move from closed alpha to production. I'm not going to like waste a lot of time in closed alpha. Um, and, and they're really, like I said, there's, there's not a lot of bug. It's like surprisingly bug free in a lot of ways. So, you know, I have a feeling that closed alpha won't last very long. It'll just, or I'm sorry, open alpha won't last very long. Um, it'll just be, you know, a, a quick, you know, start using the UI, get, get some kind of stress tests going and then move us from open alpha to, to production right away. Um, and then, and then, you know, start all that marketing stuff and get us to, 5,000 monthly active users. Good stuff. What, um, what were you saying with the, uh, when you hover over someone's username, it gives you like additional info? Was yeah. Like, it, it, I forget. I just don't remember like any specific example you gave of like what it gives you. So if you look at that screenshot, the last one I posted on the right hand side, it shows Taskmaster 4450 LE. It shows like you can, you see his account, how many followers he has. Uh, you can follow mute uh, and then you can see more posts by him. Gotcha. So if you hover over someone's profile on like, let's say that you open a post, right? Like you open Taskmaster's post, you scroll down to the comments, kind of like one of those screenshots I posted. And if you hover over one of their avatars of someone who commented, it'll change that right-hand side to show their profile rather than Taskmasters. And then every gotcha. time you hover over someone else, it, it changes it. Cool. Didn't catch up. What up on the recap post? Real time writing. <clears throat> um, when you mute a user, does it mute both their posts and threads? I think there should be an individual option. 
That's a good question. Uh, right now, it will mute both posts and thread. It'll basically just be like they don't exist on the UI to you. Um, but maybe at some point we can add like a, that's a, a way to separate that out. Super interesting request. Yeah, that's like a very meta. That's a very meta feature. Um, I'm just looking at it as in like, I mean, I maybe get it. Maybe someone has like, you enjoy that long form content, but you don't want to get pinged all the time with like their threads if they're, you know, doing 20 threads a day or something. So in that instance, I get it. Outside of that, it's like usually you either want to see some stuff or you don't, but that way it would make sense. You know, like if I want to read tasks, posts, but I don't want to get pinged every time he threads. Um, otherwise, my notifications will just be going off like crazy. So I guess that's maybe an example of wanting to have one, not the other. And I suppose the other way around, although... I don't know if there's as much value add. Speaking of threads, I'm trying to AMA, write a recap post, and thread all at the same time. Multitasking, multitasking. Way too many taskings. Let me kick off a thread yes join the ama and share your wins indeed nifty indeed so multitask mastering i like that uh will full text search be on the new ui um at some point i don't think it'll be there it'll definitely not be there for open alpha it may or may not be there for um when we move into uh production uh but it will be at some point um we actually we actually built a full text search engine on leo mobile so at some point we'll probably just take that code and refactor it for, for the web web app. Um, but yeah, that might take some time. So there, there's definitely some like bigger features out there that we got to tackle, and and search is like super hard to master. I gotta and uh, yeah, I gotta catch up in the Discord chat here. Yeah, search is always a bit of a pain functionality wise.
I haven't been over onto the YouTube in a hot minute. I'm going to go over there and see if there's anyone chattering. Multitask mastery. Oh, apparently, there are some people over in YouTube chattering. Um, uh, interesting. Someone asked, I don't know if this was already asked, when the Leo dividends will be launched. I'm not sure if I know what Leo dividends means exactly. I think they're talking about the ad program. Um, ah. the Leo ad, the Leo ad program is, you know, it always was slated to go live right after the new UI. Um, so obviously since the new UI has been taking longer than we wanted it to do, um, the Leo ad program will follow that very closely. Um, but yeah, the, the ad revenue is looking really good though. Like if you look at threads, um, if you look at the the content and the engagement and the numbers behind threads of like account, unique accounts that are using it now, uh, it keeps climbing, which is really cool. Uh, really cool to see. So, you know, we're seeing more and more people jump into threads and use it on a daily basis. Um, you know, we ran the numbers, a Nomad Soul and, and Dals ran the numbers and uh, the, um, the number of users using threads, I think, have, has tripled since the beginning of 2023. So in this first month, um, and the number of actual threads being posted has more than tripled uh, in this in this first month of 2023. So, you know, you, you love to see it. You love to see it. So threads and, you know, threads being just a page on the current UI, it, I think it goes to show how much engagement we can build. Uh, when threads are, you know, the actual core of the UI, you know, like when it's like the homepage and deeply integrated and native to the UI that it's built on. Like right now, what you guys are using is like a very crude format for threads. Uh, right. if you think about it, it's, I mean, I think it looks great. You know, I, I'm still proud of what we did with the UI that we have, um, and, you know, integrating it. Like, I think it looks great. It, it functions pretty well. But when you guys start using the new UI, you'll see how like arcane the technology is on the old UI. Um, it's just like, you can tell that it was kind of, it, it was like, I keep saying this, it, like it was Frankenstein in, right? Like we had, we had a UI and we've had that UI for a while. Uh, I think we started building that UI almost two years ago now. So we've had this UI for a long time. When the UI was built, there was a lot of, um, we added a lot of features to that UI that, you know, weren't really intended to be there. Obviously like threads, uh, community pages, curated feeds, you know, those things weren't originally designed for that UI. So, you know, we almost, I, I guess the best way to put it is that we outgrew that UI in terms of features, in terms of number of users. So, you know, it's a relatively reliable UI, but you definitely still see some downtime here and there. Uh, but we definitely just outgrew it. Um, so what I think is really cool is like when you use this new UI, it's just super fast, um, you know, threads feel great. It feels like threads were meant to be there, you know, whereas like on the old UI, it feels like threads were just kind of added in later, which is exactly how they were. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I'm really, really happy with, with the new UI um, and just overall usability. 
And, you know, occasionally we have downtime on leofinance.io. So like, it's not very frequent, but like, let's say, I mean, probably like maybe once or twice a week, there's like, you know, one or two hours of downtime on Leo Finance. And that really, it, it's a multitude of things, you know, sometimes a hive node crashes, sometimes uh, the actual site crashes, we have to restart, uh, like the database, like the lightning database and stuff like that. But the new UI, I and this was the fun experiment for me. Every time the production UI goes down, I check the new UI and the new UI is still up. So um, that's, you know, that's a great thing. Uh, it, it shows that we fixed kind of like a lot of that spaghetti code that's, that's present on the old UI because of how, how it was like the nature of the way it was built. Um, so yeah, new UI fixes everything. Uh, it's very, it, it's, it's an amazing experience. And obviously from the screenshots, you can see it's a very different experience than the current Leo Finance. And I think it's a very different experience from really all of Hive. Like, I don't think there's anything on Hive that's like it, obviously. I don't think there's, yeah. Um, and I saw this really cool tweet thread. I'm probably gonna write a post about it at some point today um, about Discord and uh, some of the things that Discord has been doing, uh, you know, adding features. And they've basically been adding like Reddit style features, like they added forums. And then they've also been adding like Substack style features and if you if you take that in mind and then also consider what you know Elon Musk has talked about with with his vision for Twitter, it seems like a lot of these platforms are moving towards this kind of like everything app type of build out where they are aiming to aiming to basically clone the features of other platforms and you know bring the best of those other platforms into their own platform and you know utilize network effect that they've already built. Uh, in order to take advantage of that. And we've talked about this a few times, but with the new UI, a lot of things I want to do are, you know, very related to what these other platforms like Discord and Twitter are doing, where, you know, we go out and we look at something like a Substack and we say, okay, Substack is enabling authors to charge a monthly fee to get basically premium articles on top of like the free content that they put out. Uh, and this has become like a huge business model. Um, so, uh, you know, one thing I envision is, is that we add a Substack like feature, which I think is like really overdue for Hive. Like, if you really think about it, you know, there's, uh, there's, you know, thousands of authors on Hive and the only way that they've monetized themselves is through the rewards pool. And if you consider that web two has, you know, millions and, you know, millions and millions of, uh, content creators, they've all they've all monetized themselves in ways that have nothing to do with a rewards pool. So it's almost like on web three on hive, we have like this whole new mechanism for uh, monetizing yourself. And it's like a really cool mechanism, but we're not, there's no one taking advantage of these like web two mechanisms where you can, um, where you can leverage them and, and monetize yourself like Substack again with like the monthly author newsletters, um, you know, monetizing yourself super easily with that, um, you know, other platforms allowing you to like take a cut of ad revenue. Um, what are some other ones like sponsorship deals, um, you know, all sorts of really interesting things, uh, affiliate links, referrals, stuff like that. Like, I, I think a direction that we're going to be moving in, obviously this is all post like getting the UI out, start, start making our way towards the 5,000 monthly active users. Uh, but a big focus, I think, is going to be adding 
tooling for monetizing yourself as a creator on Hive and Leo Finance. So, you know, I probably one of the first things we do is going to be like that Substack type of feature where you can set something up like a page on your profile where um, if people like what you are like what you write, uh, like say like you're a fan of Taskmaster, uh, for example, um, if people like what you do, then they can like hit a button and subscribe to your premium content. So Taskmaster puts out, you know, his two articles, three articles a day of, you know, um, free content and then say, you know, one article a day is like a premium newsletter that he puts out uh, and he charges $5 a month worth of Leo uh, every month uh, to, to read that premium newsletter. Um, and then like, you know, 2% of that uh, burns, you know, 2% of that Leo gets burnt and the 98% goes to Taskmaster. And now Taskmaster has gone from being only rewarded from a rewards pool to, which is web three, to now having that web two source of revenue from, you know, a Substack type of newsletter. Uh, I think that's a really cool mechanism. And one of the kind of core tenants going forward for Leo Finance has been like, and really over the over 2022, we were trying to do a lot of this is just automating things and making things more efficient uh, so that there's a lot less manual intervention, a lot less, you know, basically load on the team and, and bottlenecking, especially with me uh, to do things. So with the new UI, it's going to, a lot of stuff is going to be customizable, modular, adding in tooling so that users can decide what to do with all the tools that we put out and, you know, us as a team, we can just focus on putting out the tools and making those tools really customizable and really easy to use. Uh, and then it's up to the community to take those tools and turn them into whatever they want, uh, which is what I think Web3 is about, which is the whole thesis behind opening up Leo Finance for like any type of content. Like I think as a brand, Leo, and I considered changing the name, I considered, you know, Project Blank, I considered all this stuff. Um, but I think what I kept coming back to was, you know, it's better to have a niche brand where like Leo Finance is branded as like crypto and finance uh, and like the replacement for crypto Twitter, right? Or the competitor for crypto Twitter. Um, and I think that's that's a cool thing. And, it's, and I actually think it's beneficial to have like a more niche brand because we're not going to just we're not going to just step up and say, hey, we're the new Twitter. We're going to compete with Twitter. There's 100 platforms out there right now that are trying to do that, like Rumble and all these other things. Um, that are just stepping up to web two and saying, you know, we are one for one competing with this platform. Instead, I think it's, I think it's better to have like a, a brand uh, and an identity. Uh, so we're specifically going after a certain type of audience. But with that being said, my whole thesis about web three is that we put out the tools and you guys decide what to do with them. So, you know, we put out the platform, we put out the brand image of, you know, crypto finance, crypto Twitter. Um, but then if you want to post a picture of your dog on threads, nobody's going to be policing you and saying that you can't do that. Uh, and if you create a whole community of people that I think, is it Forex broker uh, that's doing that? Uh, if you create a whole little community around the hashtag dogs hashtag, um, then that's, you know, that's totally fine. You can do that and you can upvote each other and you can you know, build out your community. All, all we care about is building the tools and getting the engagement and, you know, building up ad revenue. Ad revenue is, it doesn't care if you're talking about dogs or doesn't care if you're talking about crypto. You know, it cares about engagement numbers. It cares about time on page, uh, click-through rate, stuff like that. So, you know, engagement is everything, basically.
Indeed it is. Did you see the uh, comment about the uh, threads counter? Ah, Cal made a run for it. It's over. It's all over. It's all over. Um, I did. <laughs> uh, more like curtain pull. Um, That's yeah. interesting. Threads count on top of page, and then Task was like, quantifying things is a great, you know, motivator. People love gamification. This is true. So you guys want to put a threads counter at the top of the page? We need a threads counter. Top. I mean, it's interesting. Number of threads. I guess then you can do fun stuff like, you know, who will be the millionth thread? And then that could be like become an NFT. Um, yeah, let me think about let me think about how we would do that. Interesting. Here's a screenshot. You guys tell me where you think you would put it. I'll start thinking about it too. But we could put it somewhere. So I mean, you guys are talking about putting a total threads count, not like a daily count. I'm assuming that's what he meant. But who knows? I don't know. I think you got to look at it this way. Which one will basically like garner the most attention um, and create the most engagement in, in regards to that, like, you know, competition slash, um, you know, uh, competitiveness or whatever and gamification. So, you know, that like my thought off the top of my head was just talking about, all right, if he means a total counter, then, you know, we can have these milestones and you can have, you know, themes of, you know, who will be, you know, the one millionth thread or, you know, whatever, or you can 100,000, 500,000, you know, like milestone numbers and turn those into NFTs or something. Yeah, that's a cool idea. Just for funsies, um, for really for engagement. I mean, you know, monetarily, will it create anything? Eh, maybe, maybe not. You know, will the NFTs be worth anything? Probably not, but it's more so about just the engagement. People like to play games. Put both, have a daily counter, and then below it, a total. Put it under the last tag on the right. Uh, yeah, that would work. I agree with that. Either or that, or either you put it um, above, maybe, tra uh, trending tags. But yeah, on the right probably works. On the right definitely works, I should say. But uh, on the right beneath definitely works, too, because there's plenty of, you know, clean, empty space. Put it under the last tag on the right. Yeah. Yeah, I'll think about how to do that. We're also going to add a stats page at some point. But I also, yeah, I think having like a little counter there. And then maybe when you click the counter, it'll take you to like a more detailed stats page, which shows you like top threaders of the day. That um, is a good like idea. Yes. Turn it into essentially a hyperlink that takes you yeah. to more information. Yeah. Definitely. We can definitely do that. I will add it to my checklist. That is interesting. But yeah, total counter, like I said, for me, it just makes sense because you can, you know, use it for further, um, you know, engagement activities and uh, quote unquote, you know, marketing to the community. So it's just yet another fun Absolutely. thing to do. And now I just got to figure out how I can be the one millionth thread and be the <laughs> yeah i wonder if people will game that a term be forever 
internalized into Leo Finance. The one trillionth thread. There you go. Even better. I just want to be the millionth. Someone else can have the trillionth. That'd be crazy. Thinking about that. When we're at like 900 and like 80,000 threads or something, that next few days is just going to be people just throwing up anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Think about all those all those links that are going around and bringing people back into the Leo Finance UI from search engines and, you know, Twitter and everything. And then, you know, coincide that with all the Leo glossary links and we'll have something going. Soli says, I want a Leo merch shop, please. Um, there quasi is one. Um, I uploaded some Leo finance uh, stuff to uh, Bonfire. Um, I can, I haven't been on the site since I basically, because I, I created and bought my own swag. All right. So <laughs> what's up with that? Hey, you got to, you got to, you got to make products for yourself. You always right? start with an audience of one. Uh, saying you want to talk about like, you know, taking initiative. Um, so uh, I can, I got to find the link. I can find the link. Cause honestly, it's been like probably a year since I got all my swag, um, but I can find the link. And on there, literally you can like the exact t-shirt I'm wearing, you can get, I have one in gray as well. Um, you can get hoodie. I haven't tested it. Like I only got t-shirts. So I know like it came out good. It looks good. Like the placement of everything. You can also get hoodies um, and whatnot. I just don't know. I can't guarantee that it's size and, and, and placement of the logo is going to be uh, spot on, but t-shirts I know are good to go. Um, so no need to make, I've already, uh, made them, so to speak, uh, for me, but anyone can get them. But the only negative is fiat, fiat's money to purchase them. <laughs> but yeah, in fact, let me go. I don't even know what email I was under on this thing, but let's see if I can find it. Uh, get into the sites easy on remembering my login not so much well i have no idea what i used to log into this but yeah i'll find the link at some point before the call is over if not i'll just post it oh yeah so it does exist Yeah, you know, I don't know, some of you are longtime Leos and will remember, but we built a Leo shop way back in the day. Uh, it was that. a, yeah, it was a peer-to-peer uh, -peer marketplace where you could sell both digital and physical products. Uh, it put was some digital total pain products in the ass. on there. Yeah, it was a total pain in the ass. Um, sure it was. was a ton of work, you know, I don't know. We did a few hundred dollars in sales or something uh, as a community, but it, it was it was a big undertaking. I think I think it was ahead of its time. Um, yeah, I, I no do think it was ahead of its it. time. Right there was no market. There was no users. Uh, so I think I think going after something like a Leo shop would be a cool thing to build when we're at you know circle back to it when we've got you know what five thousand, ten thousand, fifteen thousand monthly active users. And there's a lot more people floating around and, you know, a lot more people to sell and a lot more people to buy. Um, I definitely think that's something we could circle back to. And we still have all the, you know, we still have all the code. 
Uh, yeah, Taskmaster, HBD was a joke at the time. Now it's actually viable. That is very true. Uh, you know, at the time we were trying to create use cases for things that nobody used. So, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was ahead of its time though. It was the technology for Leo shop was very cool. I actually, the, you know, that is probably one of the, my favorite little projects that we ever worked on. Um, and like I said, it was a total pain in the ass, but it was very, it was very cool. Yeah. It was called SPD at the time. Yeah. It was a long time ago. Just goes to show you how many experiments we've done as a community and a team and uh you know it's it's cool it's cool to think about i haven't thought about that in a long time but yeah very cool um you know that's the uh that's the essence of leo finance right is constant evolution we're always trying new things trying to make things work and you know sometimes we try things and they don't work sometimes we try things and they do work I think Threads has been our biggest experiment and probably one of our most successful ones. It is looking that way. Oh, yeah, engagement. Know. If you look at things like time on site, engagement, uh, number of uh, unique accounts transacting, total transactions, uh, stats like that, they are, they are pushing all-time highs for Leo Finance right now in the middle of a bear market. So... Uh, yeah, threads, I would say threads has been our, probably our most successful, uh, side project that is now probably, well, not probably, but now is actually taking over like the whole thing, right? Like threads is becoming the core of what we do. Uh, and it originally started as a side project and, you know, just an idea, uh, called project blank. It's such a, such a big idea that we didn't even have a name for it. And it turns out you had the name all along. Yeah, true. We had the name all along. It's so poetic. It's like, you know, it's like the who. Meet the new boss, same as the old boss. <laughs> I know at least Task was with me on that one. Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, my God. I figured you'd at least know it from, like, the uh, CSI TV show because they used it as the opening. That classic oh, song from the Who. Who you know, I never watched that. I just I can't. Task has got me. <laughs> I know he does. I don't even have to look. Yes, quoting seventies rock. It's ha it, it happened, and it's true because that's exactly what happened. The new boss, same as the old boss, Leo Finance. Leo Finance is five years Blank. before my time. All right, I finally found the login. After three different email tries and reset passwords for the swaggy swaggy. It literally is called Lee O Finance Swag. So let me see if I can get to this store. See page. Oh yeah. You can get t-shirts, pullover hoodies. I even got women's tees. Where's uh where's Wu at? Long sleeve tees. So yeah, the premium tee is what I have. And that, like I said, looks fine. Oof. So it comes, uh, the, the hoodie only comes in gray, gray only. Yes, follow me wants you to post a thread with a link so we can all look. I'm going to, I'm going to put it in the- I want to, I want to look and see if it's economical for me to buy like a big box of Probably not. <laughs> T-shirts. 
<laughs> it all, it's on-demand printing, so they're not the cheapest T-shirts. Like I think they're like $25 T-shirts. Yeah, I wonder if there's like a bulk or something. And the hoodies are like $37, um, Potentially. All right, hold on. Let me stop messing around here and put the links in the things. It's actually pretty simple. Bonfire.com backslash leofinance-swag. All right, so I'm going to put this in Discord first. And then I will do a thread, my third thread of the AMA. Look at me. That's like usually my quota for the week. Get yo Leo Finance swag. Boom. It has been threaded. Right on. All right, all right, all right. The swag is out. Swaggy P. Yeah, I don't know if there's a discount for bulk. Um, I only ordered three items when I did my thing, but it does not look like it. Uh, yeah, Tass, that would be cool. I, it would be very difficult to uh, create that, but at some point, I think that would be really cool to have some sort of dynamic system. Oh, that'd be wild, yeah. Weighted. Add revenue. Get your Leo Finance swag. Let's see this. Yeah, like I said, I'm really happy with the t-shirts. Um, I almost want to see if I can go on here and like literally just order some black tees like with nothing on it. Although I wish they had V-necks because I wear a lot of like just black V-neck tees in terms of like regular everyday wear. Yeah, they don't have any uh, bulk discounts. It kind of sucks. Yeah, I can't find anything. Even like I'm trying to see like even like since I created the page, so to speak, if like I'm able to order like in bulk, but like, nope. Because even when I ordered mine, like I still had to pay retail. So Damn. that shooks. But anyway... It at least is now a viable option for anyone that wants to get themselves a piece of Leo swag. You can get yourself a shirt now. Choose some swag. It may not be the cheapest option, but at least it is available. True. True, true, true. Now we just got to find uh, someone that manually wants to uh, accept, uh, accept Leo's and put the orders in for people. <laughs> ain't gonna be there's me. someone out there where's the va do they ship worldwide that is a good question i think they do i'm sure there's probably an additional fee uh let me see i'm going to go well, i mean i'm not i'm actually not going to look what do we got we've updated our base costs interesting learn more here well, let me see we go into the good old
AI chatbot and see what we can get. Shipping. Let's see what we get for international shipping. Oh, shipping rates, shipping options. Uh, I'm going to go with shipping options. Yeah, task. You do, you can post 10,000 times per day on threads. Uh, it would use a lot of RCs, I would imagine. Um, you know, obviously right now you would need to be in charge of your own RCs. Um, at some point in the Sooniverse, we're going to have Leo Infra integrate a uh, RC delegation system instead of uh, delegating Hive Power. Um, and in theory, if we are able to have enough Hive um, you know, the, the dynamic system would basically allow you to do that. Um, obviously we're going to have to have some sort of limitations and, uh, you know, prevent abuse, but, uh, the, the new system for Leo Infra basically, uh, automatically, uh, reads accounts and it says, okay, you're using, you know, X, Y, Z amount of, uh, RCs per day. Um, and, uh, so, so we're going to give you enough RCs to transact. It's going to be, you know, fully dynamic where like it sees that you're running low as a Leo finance user on RCs. So it'll give you more. Uh, and then if you, you know, say go inactive for like three months, it'll see that you're not using all those RCs. So it'll pull them back. Um, and it will put it back into the pool. So it basically just creates a dynamic pool where, uh, as a user of Leo finance, you'll be able to draw from that pool automatically you know, without doing anything other than using the UI, uh, how you use it. Um, so yeah, in theory, if you were posting, like, let's say you posted a thousand threads, uh, the, as, as you keep posting, if your RCs keep getting depleted, uh, you know, the, the bot will read your account and it'll be like, okay, you're starting to run low on RCs. Let's give you some more. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's how it'll work. Yeah, addicted. Yeah, we've got a ton of, I mean, we have a shit ton of RCs. Um, so. Yeah, I've looked at, I've looked at his code for RC pools. Uh, there's a few issues that we have to work through for that. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's an option. It's an option for sure. But there are definitely some things that need to be ironed out. Gerber is sharing a new merch site, but I guess you have to do 300 plus. That might work for me if I want to put like a box of 300 shirts in my trunk. Ah, uh, so yeah, if you want to do like bulk merch. Yeah. Yeah, it may work for you. Yeah, I've got to get that design. Maybe I'll put, put out a thread or something to ask for some designs on, uh, on, uh, some new merch, QR codes and everything. Trying to see if uh, there's any way, cause like they kind of set the pricing, but I'm trying to see if there's any way for me to like, if I have any discretion there and I can like 
make it cheaper. It doesn't look like they give you the option. Yeah, Tashmaster definitely would be more profitable. <laughs> we are building everything app. We are building the everything app, and that is considered a part of everything. So you never know. It's hilarious. Sign up to Leo Finance, get a free eight ball. <laughs> That'll get expensive real quick. Yeah, it would. It could buy a lot of Leo. True, you could. It's an interesting business model. I think it could work. <laughs> power up 10,000 hive get a free t-shirt you know that's not a bad idea like maybe uh maybe if i end up ordering like this huge bulk box of shirts and stuff if you power up like certain amount of leo i'll just send you uh i'll pay the shipping and send you a shirt i actually like that that would be cool yeah that might be cool do x very unscalable but cool yeah i still love that lion that we did for the leo decks it looks awesome should we talk about these crypto markets we can. Bitcoin is at 23K. I'm so surprised that it's holding this. So like, it's a pretty tight range too. like 23. What is it? 22.5 to 23.7. Just kind of bouncing. Bouncing in like this. Well, I did a thread and a post yesterday about Bitcoin because, you know, gave us this like little fucking tease. Um, I've got my charts. I got so many freaking tabs open. Between all the different places I was posting on Alchemist Nation before we jumped on the call, because I need to apparently be active on that as well. I have about 75 bonfire tabs open now. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I forgot about YouTube, what do we got? I remember um, life before mobile phones. I, uh, I think I got my first phone when I was like six or seven though, but it wasn't a smartphone. <laughs> I'm old enough to remember that. I had a, what, what what did I have? I think it was like a Nokia or something. I had one of those like cheap, shitty flip phones. And it was Good mostly because, uh, yeah, Nokia. Yeah, I think it was a Nokia. But yeah, that was my first phone. And then I think I got, I think I got the first iPhone when it came out a few years later. I don't remember how old I was, probably like 11 or something. I don't even remember what my first phone was at this point. I just remember it was kind of a brick. It was like a silver brick. Um, and then I think after that, I upgraded to the, uh, oh, what the hell is it called? The, um, oh, I was trying to think of the name of it, but oh, well. It was the Motorola and it had like. Oh, know, the Razor? 
No, not the razor oh. where you could slide. No, it I know. It was like the liquid, liquid or something. Nah, it's like it the called, keyboard. Oh, so I think. Wait, no, that was called the Sidekick. Oh, that one. It might have been. I don't know, but it was like basically like you know, it was essentially the square, like kind of rectangle brick, but like you could slide it up and you had a keyboard. Yeah, that's pretty cool for texting. It made like it was so much better. It was still a brick. It was still like a brick little phone, yeah. but like it was basically you know because it was thicker and you were just you could slide up the top half and reveal the keyboard. Yeah, I had I had a few different flip phones. I think. One was definitely Nokia. I definitely had one where you flip the keyboard up. I thought that was super cool. There was one called like a liquid or something, something like that. And it had like a, it had like some really cool keyboard design. Uh, but yeah, I don't remember what it was called. And yeah, yeah, it didn't, didn't take do... long for smartphones to come out after I got yeah. my first flip phone. I definitely remember rotary phones. Your first phone was a pager. I, I don't, I'm not old enough pager. to remember pagers. Really. Oh my God. Uh, you were cool if you had a pager. I had a pager. Like there was like this three year window of pagers being like the coolest thing ever. I had one in high school. Um, I think it was like sophomore, junior year. Um, yeah, everyone had pagers. And you had to know all the different codes, what everything meant. And people. Met. I remember going to a pay phone and obviously paging like, you know, one of my buddies or whatever, like the few guys that already had cars or whatever, you'd be like the mall or something trying to get to them, come like pick you up. You were the shit. If you had an alphanumeric pager, he is I wish wrong. I could, I wish I could see the times of the pager. That'd be <laughs> cool. Yes. Addicted one, four, three. Yeah, it was a little fun it, it had a novelty to it it definitely you know i'll tell you what it forced your mind to be more creative and more uh and have more ingenuity um than you know now with smartphones where you don't have to basically like uh anticipate or figure anything out you know you can basically just get what you need right well, and what would you use your pager for? Someone would page you and then you would find like a payphone and then use the payphone to call them? Yeah, things like that. Well, yeah, usually you page them from a payphone. I've done that before. You know, you would uh, basically page them from a payphone with the payphone number and then they call Interesting. you. Um, also, you know, we just, you ended up, there was the common node, common known codes, but then like you would just come up with some like you had with your friends. So you knew what certain things meant. So, I mean, if you want, I mean, I can tell you a fun story about essentially uh, paging and whatnot. I got me and my, uh, I was at the mall with a bunch of friends and we ended up getting like chased by like a gang or whatever it was. Um, so we all like bolted in different directions out of the mall and me and my one buddy kind of went out like this backside entrance and my uncle didn't live too far from the mall. So we ended up, um, you know, after we kind of like ran out of the mall parking lot and kind of like into like the uh, neighboring um, town, like in the neighborhood, we walked like two or three blocks or so um, to my uncle's place. And uh, I paged my buddy one of the guys that drove it, two guys that like had cars. I paged one of them from my uncle's with like that number and just sat there and waited. And then he called like a half hour later and I was like, yo, 
you got to come get us. We're at my uncle's. It's, you know, XYZ street, you know, and I'm trying to tell them like relative from where it is from the mall. Cause there's no Google maps. There's no anything. Um, yeah. But yeah, Pedro for the win. Yeah, that was crazy. A interesting. That was an interesting time. Yeah, because it was like, maybe like, it was like six of us. And two guys that drove. And, you know, the mall was in like, was like two or three towns over from where we lived. And uh, yeah, we ended up... Uh, having some quote unquote tough guys come after us. Um, but they uh, outnumbered us by quite a bit. So we decided the best cost of action was to haul ass <laughs> and get out of Dodge. Scaredy cat pager. There you go. There you go. So the scaredy cat logo on a pager, will bring it back. <laughs> bring the, the band's back together. Yeah, you know, the funny thing about, I feel like all of us being on Hive, Leo Finance, everything is that we're all early adopters of whatever the newest thing is, you know? So I bet a lot of people here were like very early to things like the pager, very early to mobile phones, very early to smartphones. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, like, even when I was growing up, but then especially when I was like, you know, a teenager and in my, now in my early twenties, like any new thing that comes out, I have to try it. It doesn't matter what it is. So, you know, like uh, the, like VR headsets, even though I think VR is kind of useless in its current form, I, uh, you know, have to try it. Um, you know, when Apple was coming out with like the first iPad and stuff, I had to try it. <laughs> yeah that's faster yeah I saw, that's i saw funny. that comment um that's pretty funny yeah i don't feel the need to try all the new things all the new things you know it keeps your uh keeps your brain thinking you know yeah maybe and yeah i guess that's a good way to offset as like i said kind of the opportunity we've lost with all the technology um i like honestly like I said i'm i'm very happy in the era that i grew up because you know i got my cell first cell phone at 18 um and like i said it was a still a little bit of a brick um but uh you know i got to spend that first 18 years with all the old school technology but yet i was still young enough to pick up the new technology uh pretty easy as opposed to like feeling like a boomer so yeah i mean it's you know i wonder how many i wonder how many people think that way that like they're you know happy with the generation they were born in like I, because I, I, I was thinking about that recently. Like I'm very happy with where I was born because I feel like I was born, I was born early enough where I remember where technology wasn't everything. Like you know, people still you know went outside and did shit, and not everybody was just on a computer or a phone or an iPad all the time. Yeah, because that stuff wasn't out yet until I was like you know probably you know 11 or 12. So I remember that, but then I was still you know 11 or 12 when like you know ipads and iphones were coming out so i was still like really young and i kind of uh you know downloaded all the uh i downloaded all the like the the kid kid curiosity knowledge of technology so like you know i pick up any piece of technology and it just kind of makes sense to me uh which is like how kids are i feel like uh these days so um 
So yeah, I, uh, you know, but I wasn't born so early that I'm now like starting to kind of lose my touch with technology where I kind of feel like, you know, even like my parents are kind of like, you know, you hand them an iPhone and you have to like teach them what to do. Yeah. Or like, you know, I bought them Apple watches and I had to like teach them how to use an Apple watch. And I was like, Oh, you just use it like your iPhone. And they're like, Oh, well, how do you do this? And I'm like, you just use it like your iPhone. But yeah, Hmm. it's, uh, it's funny. Tass said, I would love to be born 30 years later. Society keeps advancing. There's a lot of stuff, calcies that I'll be dead for. Maybe not. Maybe you freeze your, maybe a Walt, Walt Disney it. Or, you know, just live to 200. Yeah. I mean, with technology advancing, I mean, it's like my buddy, uh, like Mike. Mike Shine's always like, I'm living to 150. And he's like not even, you know, questioning that or, or joking. Like he 100% believes he's living to 150. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think I think I'll be at least 150, probably older. I mean, if you think about it, like people living to 100 used to be like this big deal, and it's like not that much of a big deal anymore. Like there mm-hmm. was a lot of people that are clocking 100. Yeah. There you go, Hive Brain Download Stop Company. Yourself up to the metaverse. Exactly. You can live forever in the metaverse. Yeah, you know, there's a book called Ready Player One, which is one of my favorite books. And in it, the uh, guy who creates the, uh, it's all about like uh, virtual reality, you know, kind of taking over society. And the guy who created the virtual reality dies basically at the beginning of the book and creates like a contest that, you know, everyone can participate in to like get his, you know, billions and billions of dollars that he made uh, by building all of this stuff. And uh, in the end, you kind of find out that he like basically created like a virtual reality version of himself, uh, you know, in the simulation, like a, like basically like a, it's like a, it's basically like an NPC, but it like is him because it has all his, you know, memories and everything. So it's, you know, they did a movie on it and I thought it was, the movie was good. The book was also good. Yeah. I haven't seen the movie. I got to check it out. I, heard I thought the movie was pretty good. I mean, it's. You know, it's not like it's not going to win any Oscars, but it was it was a good movie. You know, it would be a really good movie. What? A film that shows Bitcoin mooning to 100K. <laughs> I'd rather that be reality than a movie. Well, yes, exactly. Oh, look at that. Stock market's back up today after yesterday's red. Tesla back up after a little red. Man, what's I'll going on what. with these? What's going on with these markets? I hear that a lot of people are de-risking for tomorrow, which is the uh, FOMC. That makes sense. Uh, I'll tell you one thing though. Wish I wouldn't have been selling short calls for income against my uh, Tesla leap. I handcuffed my profit big time. That thing freaking mooned. I nutted that trade. I was so right. But whatever, the shares I bought are doing very well. You did the best that you could with the knowledge you had at the time. Oh, I'm fine with it. I mean, you know, that was the play. I was like, all right, I bought shares. I still want more exposure. You know, it, uh, I expected it to bounce, but I mean, I didn't expect it to basically go from like 102 to 180 in the matter of like three weeks. Not even. Funny part is it's still on a downtrend. Like this thing can literally go up to like 
250 or so, and it's still in the downtrend that it's been in since uh, the all-time high. That's what's crazy about these bounces and how big that downtrend range is, like that descending channel. It's freaking huge. And I, I was buying when it was basically at the bottom trend line, if not beneath, because it, it broke below it. Like, that's when I knew it was oversold. I'm like, this thing just went yeah. next level. Um, so maybe then, maybe it was worth long exposure only with the uh, leap option. That thing more than doubled in value, that leap. It's crazy. Unfortunately, I sold the 134s against it. So I own the 100 leap and I sold the 134, which is still a pretty nice spread. But things up at fucking, you know, 175. It's crazy. When things move, they move with the tech stocks. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. I was looking at buying some Tesla when it was down at like 110. Should have pulled the trigger on it. Yeah. I bought at 133 was where I bought most of it. And then I bought some more down at like 120. And then I bought that leap when it was at 119. And that's only because I had to wait freaking week for Schwab to clear my funds because it was at 105 when I was trying to buy the the leap and I was like you mother lovers so <laughs> cost me 15 uh, 14 points waiting for them to basically just earn interest on my money it's like the money's not in my bank account you guys have it why do I have to wait five days for it to clear oh so you can earn interest on my money yes that's why that's banking for you ta Task is not wrong about making a wrong turn in Orlando and it costs you $2. Yeah, every time I go up to Orlando, I'm like, why do I feel like I'm back in New York? There is tolls everywhere on like really? every road. And I don't know where That's I'm crazy. going. So I end up just like paying toll after toll. That's how it is by me. I guess. That's not normal for Florida though. It's getting worse though. They keep adding more tolls and more quote unquote express lanes that you get charged for. The HOV line, lanes are going bye-bye because it's not about the environment. It's about money. Yeah. You know, the few times I've been to Miami, I've noticed that you guys have like those express yes. toll, toll lanes, which I actually really like. We don't have that. I really like that. I actually think they should make it more expensive. I was thinking about that. I wish they would put that everywhere. And make it not extremely expensive, but very expensive so that most people wouldn't use it, you know, then you just get anywhere really fast, especially around me. I have a lot of traffic that I deal with. So those express tollways would be really nice. Yeah. Because we just have tolls like we don't have like express lane tolls like I, that's I really like that idea. I think that's an awesome idea. Like if you. Technically, if you make more money, you have less time, like you value your time higher technically than people who make less money. So making an expensive express lane I mean, would allow people who have less time. It's to just promoting faster. more of the same problem though, like the divide and like this country is going to be literally nothing but haves and have nots. And it's like hilarious because all the government wants to talk about is, oh, equality, which is a bunch of bullshit because they're just pushing that narrative to basically be like, all right, um, the majority of you, we want to be poor and reliant on us. So you have to keep voting for us. And then there's going to be, you know, the, I don't even know what percent of people it's going to be, but the non-broke people, whatever that's going to be, let's say 20%. And then the rest is the 80, like the middle class is getting crunched. And that's been, you know, a rhetoric for two plus decades now. And it's, yeah, you know, more and more. 
is that do you think that is just the nature of societies or do you think that is something that it could be fixed i think it's a combination of both um i think a big piece of it is um you know our government and the agendas and rhetoric that's pushed so think about it you don't want you can't you can't have control if you have empowered people so and that was like i was posting uh before we got on i posted on Alchemist nation about the you saw there's um right now there's a proposal um in congress the biden administration is trying to push a national renters bill of rights and i'm like oh boy what is this going to look like and basically you know they're taking away incentives um for real estate investors which is dumb because it's like wouldn't you want to incentivize them more to create more supply more since housing. we're yeah. about four million housing units short right now of you know in terms of supply demand um and then also like you know the stuff in terms of like protecting tenants and all that stuff like i'm with that because unfortunately you know most landlords aren't like me you know well i shouldn't say that actually most are the problem is you always have that smaller percentage that is the slum lords and that's the only stuff that right. makes the news right but you know i'd say minimum 80 percent of landlords are actually really good people and actually taking it on the chin um because they're you know basically doing the right thing and, and being good to their tenants because it's like anything else you give them an inch they take a mile like it happens all the time with me and my partner because we're too nice um and we just give you know tenants way too much leash but um the rhetoric in the bill is kind of shitty because yeah, it creates protections, but it also has just this vibe of like, you're entitled to a certain li lifestyle just for like living in America. And, you know, that's fine, except for it doesn't come with the other side of, you know, basically doing the things that you need to do to be able to li live that lifestyle. So it's like, here, you get this right. lifestyle, but you don't have to do any of the things that you normally would need to do to live that life. It's like, no, like, so um, I think that's bad because we already, I think, you know, have an issue with entitlement as it is in our society. Um, so we'll, should, we'll should, you know, we'll see if it actually, you know, ends up making its way. I, I don't see that it'll probably make its way through Congress and get approved. Um, but you never know. And that's all I'm saying about that, because I'm not getting into politics, because I have nothing good to say about <laughs> current current administrations or any of that stuff. Yeah. Um, the reason I brought up uh, the movie of Bitcoin going to 100K was because we were going to talk about crypto and then we totally just went off into random topics that uh, have nothing to do with investing or crypto. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh... Yeah, the mentality is very anti rich which is very stupid if you think about it um it's you know it's the entrepreneurs that create all the jobs right like it's ultimately it's the entrepreneurs that create you know things like housing you know supply and jobs for people and opportunities to you know grow and make your life better uh but you know the establishment likes to frame it as like rich people are bad you know fuck Elon Musk, fuck Jeff Bezos, you know, they're sucking the lifeblood out of society. When if you if you actually look at it, you know, they're creating jobs, they're creating opportunities, 
um, they're also giving people, you know, like hope that they could, you know, build something in their own life. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, I find it, I find it insane. Like, I, and I know that a lot of it comes from like my generation is like, you know, it's almost like, it's actually insane to listen to people like in my generation talk about like society, taxes, rich people, uh, you know, stuff like that. Like they all, like, not they all, but like a lot of people around my age think that we should all get a monthly check from the government for a certain oh, amount God. of money. Yeah, no, it's, it's a big thing. It's a big this thing. This is why I give um, your generation shit. Yeah. As you, I mean, as you should, like I, I have disassociated myself with my generation. I mean, I feel very old. So like I walk around and I don't feel like I'm a part of it, but uh, it's crazy. Like when I talk to someone, you know, in like their early twenties or, you know, like mid twenties, like around my age, it's like, they, they legitimately believe that the government should just give them one, two, $3,000 a month. And uh, it's always like, and my next question is always like, all right, where does that money come from? And then they have zero answer. Right. Well, now they've all kind of gotten a little bit literate. They're like just financially literate enough to have some terminology to throw at you. So now they're like, oh, well, they're just printing money to do all this other stuff. Why not just print some more for us? It's like. (laughs) Because at some point that breaks. Right. It can't go forever. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you can't write, you can't write it with another wrong. It's like exactly on on the flip side. I mean, you know, uh, Walter has mentioned this a few times. He actually thinks that, you know, UBI is going to actually be a necessity because he is a believer that, you know, technology and robots and all that is essentially going to take over like 90% of the jobs. Um, And he might not be wrong, but I think he's like way ahead of the curve. Like he's thinking that's going to happen like in our lifetime. And I'm like, dude, I don't think we're going to be alive for that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I could see that happening within the next like maybe 20 years. I I would say 20 years would be like on the soon scale. Yeah. That's Uh, what he's uh, saying. Like in the next 20 years. Yeah. Which, which I could definitely see happening. But the, uh, the thing about that is right now we have a labor shortage and there's more automation than there's ever been. Right. And as automation has progressed, we've seen more opportunities for different types of jobs open up. Right. So there's like, you know, Rather than, you know, people like manually digging a hole with shovels, now we have a bunch of machinery and tools that can automate it. And instead of, you know, 10 people needing to dig a hole, you can have one person operating a big machine to do it, right? But that being said, like we've had that happening for, what, 200 years? We've had, you know, all sorts of machines and assembly lines and all these different technologies coming out that, that theoretically, you know, make people lose jobs. But then, you know, those jobs get lost and a hundred other jobs get, get opened up from that. Uh, and now we're currently sitting in a labor shortage. So like, you know, I definitely could see that someday, but I don't see that as a problem right now or in the immediate future. And I think that as more automation happens, you're just going to see new, new jobs open up. And, you know, it kind of leads into another problem that we have right now, at least, you know, and I don't know how it is around the world, but uh, at least, you know, near me, when you go to places like, you know, you go to restaurants or, you know, any sort of like retail store, you know, anything like that right now, it's like the quality of service and the quality of, you know, products. And obviously a lot of people are talking about like, uh, what's the term for it? Um, 
I'm blanking on the term for it, but basically like when you go to a restaurant and it's less, like you get, you're getting less portion for more money, right? Like things are more expensive oh, yeah, and they're they also giving you less food. Size. Yeah. Um, so like things are not doing well, like after COVID, like, you know, service is bad. And like, is I terrible. feel like if you're entering, like people are talking about how automation is going to take jobs away, but if you're like a skilled even like a go as low on the rung as you want to go, like at McDonald's, like, and uh, as everyone knows, like my part-time job is uh, at McDonald's, right? Every, like when you go to McDonald's, like the service that you used to get compared to the service now post COVID is a lot worse, like a lot, a lot worse. It's terrible. Um, like you'll order, like I go there a lot. I love, I love uh, McDonald's coffee. So I'll go there and I'll get like an iced coffee uh and you know i get it with just cream and i can't even tell you how many times in the last like couple months i've gone there and i order a coffee with cream and they just give me a black coffee it's like did you even look at the order like the receipt will say it but it's just like i mean i know that's like just a random example but legendary yeah just the just the point is that if you are any level of skill like if you're even like basically competent i feel like there's a lot of companies that could use people who are just even modestly competent uh, because there's a lot of labor in the workforce that is incompetent. And uh, on top of that, you have, um, you have like this labor shortage. Like I just, you know, I get what, what Gwalter's saying. And I know that I, I kind of believe that too, that in the future, yeah, like you're probably gonna have some sort of UBI and, you know, there's, there is going to be an issue with, with, you know, labor, uh, um, not labor shortage, but like labor, uh, uh, unemployment is the word I was looking for. Yeah. Uh, you're going to ha- definitely have unemployment issues at some point, but I don't see that anytime in the immediate future. I really don't. I'm with you on that. I'm not worried. Like I said, I'm not worried. You got like quiet quitting. Have you seen that trend? Yeah. The quiet quitting apparently now. And then <laughs> I saw something about quiet hiring. I'm just like, like oh I'm like, God. I'm done. Everything just has to be some kind of freaking tagline and like, yeah, and it's like, whatever. So no, I think they made a good point because, you know, it's talking about like UBI and, uh, you know, it needs to be less centralized. Otherwise, it just gives the government uh, totalitarian control and, you know, they can demand people do whatever they say. And I'm like, well, I think that's what they're trying to do. Like, I think right. that's the goal. Sure. Like, for sure. So I love to see like a complete overhaul of our government structure. And I think it's going to happen one day. I don't know if I'll be alive for it, but listen, history repeats. You know, there was a, a revolution once. Why will there not be a revolution again? At some point, people are going to yeah. get fed up enough with the two-party system. Just like the one thing I do believe I will see in my lifetime, I believe an independent will win president um, before I leave this earth. So you we know, shall see if I'm You right. know who just posted a tweet today asking if you would vote for him to be president is uh, Mr. Beast. I don't even know who that is. You don't know who Mr. Beast is? No. He is, uh, he's like that famous guy on YouTube who like, you know, uh, spend a hundred hours on an Island and win a million dollars. Oh, okay. Um, extremely famous guy. And then he just recently or opened a, was it a burger? Yeah. Like a burger, a burger joint. And he's kind of like leading this charge of like influencers getting into like, you know, taking all their influence and then just kind of jumping out into random industries. Like, I mean, an influencer opening a burger place. Gotcha. Um, and uh, yeah, he just posted uh, 
here. He just posted this tweet. It got 2 million votes so far. Let's see here. It's hilarious. Nope. But yeah, like, I mean, I really, I, I'm with you. Like, I think, I think probably in the next, like, I, I would put some money on the next, not maybe not the next president, but the president after that, within the next two presidents, I would see like an independent, like a influencer who has no political uh, experience of any kind becoming a pre becoming president. My, so. uh, my dark horse bet is uh, The Rock. The Rock. In like the 2030s area, like mid 2030s. Because at that point, he'll be like probably late 60s. It's like, all right, hanging up the action hero uh, shoes. And plus, I've said this before, he's got that show, Young Rock. And in that show, the setting is basically, every scene is him telling a story about like growing up and what made him the person he is and why basically people should vote for him because he's basically being interviewed during the presidential election for like 20, 30 something. And I was like, this dude is literally putting this in everyone's mind like 10 years ahead of time. I'm like, that is the most yeah. baller move I've ever seen because <laughs> millions of people watch the show. Yeah. And I don't even think the show is going to last. Like, I think, I think it's in the second season. It, like, and it's got, it got moved. I think it might be on Fridays now or whatever which means, you know, it's probably going to not make another season. But either way, I'm like, you're putting that in people's brains. So I could see, potentially, if he wants to, I could see The Rock um, 10 to 15 years from now, potentially running for president. president. Yeah. And I, could, and I would assume he would run as an independent, but I don't know. Yeah, we need a large-scale regime change. That's for sure. Oh, 100%. I think it starts with somehow an independent which is going yeah. to be tough because, you know, both parties are going to be doing everything they can to take that person down. Yeah. But the thing is, you know, I think it's setting up perfectly because you had Trump that nobody really liked. Right. And then you had Biden, which nobody really likes. So now you have a, a person from each party that shows how much that they can, you know, basically fuck shit up. Yeah. And uh, and it's just setting the stage for people to be like, you know what? Democrats suck. Republicans suck. Let's try something new. Exactly. Like I, I really think it's kind of heading in that direction. Yep. That's why I'm like pretty sure I'll see an independent at some time in my life. Yeah. But. And younger, younger people are obviously becoming, you know, voting age. And, uh, you know, the younger you get, the more influenced you are by influencers over, you know, you don't give a shit about oh, someone's political history and background, yes, and what, like, what they did for a living. And a 16 year old is going to listen to what The Rock says over what any politician says any day of the week all Completely. the time yep which is Completely. cool but also scary as fuck yeah yeah because there's plenty of influencers yeah. out there that they should not have that label it's like yeah you, right. you're an influencer but it's no good influence yeah you're like a negative influencer yeah it's uh which is why you know schools need to be teaching people good judgment so you can say okay well the i like the rock i i think he's a good guy but yeah he said this and this is stupid because i have the judgment to know that that's stupid yeah, exactly. It's like you can't take everything as gospel, like so. Right. Which a lot of people do. Oh yeah. Anyway, the recap post is up, and the link Wait. is in the chat. Scroll up a bit, and vote the cat. Vote the cat. Yes, addicted. It is all predictive programming. So, what do you got here? <laughs> That's awesome. So. It's a picture from um, K 
Captain America and he's in New York City and the background, there's a picture, there's a Corona ad, so you see a Corona bottle. And then right over to the right, you see basically what looks like, you know, a virus, uh, um, whatever the word I'm looking for is, you know, not avatar, but whatever, you know, example of like, you know, picture of a virus. That's yeah. Hilarious. Predictive that is pretty programming. funny. I mean, I'm giving it zero uh, credibility, but it's freaking hilarious. Yeah. That's too funny. Well, you know, sometimes you watch like certain movies and you're like, what, what movie? What am I thinking of? There were a few that I've seen where they talk about. I mean, there's a plenty of like apocalypse types of movies, but they basically like the level of like uh, correlation there is between some of these like movies from like, you know, five years ago to like what happened during COVID is kind of crazy. Well, here's the thing about movies that's like, I guess, I don't want to say scares me, but like, I, I definitely believe a lot in, you know, what the mind believes it can achieve and, you know, and you know, a little bit in terms of just manifesting and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, all these movies, like you slowly look at it. Like I joke all the time. I'm like, you know, Skynet is coming. Um, you know, Skynet, Matrix, something like that probably will eventually happen. Same thing, uh, even when you look at movies like, you know, I Am Legend and Resident Evil, like I can see that shit happening at some point. You're gonna have some mad scientist, you know, messing around, like cloning different species and shit and something goes the wrong direction. And um, yeah, you know, so like, you know, whatever, or there's some crazy virus, right? Like, you know, yeah. I Am Legends totally could happen. Yeah. Or maybe you have a, uh, you know, a lab in, in Wuhan testing, uh, you know, diseases. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I mean, a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people believe that, you know, obviously COVID was some lab shit in China gone wrong. Yep. I think the Purge movies were not accidents. You might not be wrong on that. The Purge might yeah, have I mean, that's, yeah, that's a good one. The Purge movies. And then you look at, um, you know, all the riots during COVID. I mean, it was... Uh, that was the purge. Wild. Nuclear fusion going wrong is the next big thing. I don't know. I don't know. I've done very light research on it, uh, nuclear energy. And, uh, you know, the technology has gotten pretty good. I'm a, I'm a believe. I'm actually, a, I'm actually a pro, pro nuclear energy. So am I. Yeah. If it's done right. It's the most efficient energy. Yeah. Steam streams is correct. We get Simpsons. our energy from the sun, right? Yeah. That's, Simpsons that's got some kind of spooky right black magic. They do. The Simpsons have been spot on with a lot of stuff. I mean, they pretty much predicted Trump was going to be president. It's crazy that show's still on because honestly, at this point, I don't actually know a single person that watches it. I've actually never watched it before. I mean, when I was, I was never really into it. I watched a little bit of it. But like, you know, when I was in my 20s, it was huge. Everyone watched it. But I don't know. Anyway, we're going on a while. People have been dropping off. Recap post is up. Probably a good time. Sounds good. Yep. Covered a lot of random topics today, but it was a good one. We did. We got good updates on the Leo universe. And then we talked about all the things. All of the things. Next week is going to be February. What is it going to be? The Seventh. February 7th. We Crazy. will see you guys there. Indeed. All right, y'all. May your 
Posts Peace. be informative and your payouts be bountiful. <laughs> I like it. All, all the Leos. All the Leos. Such posts, Sweet. much Leo. All right. Later, guys. All right. See you next week.